0: Pens and the best pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh and iHeart Radio Station. Break the world. Break, down. Break down the
1: Kenny Raggett is a great guy. He owns 31 Sports Bar and Grill in Bridgeville. Terrific place. Kenny was a goaltender for the Penguins from 92 through 98. And he played great in the 96 playoffs. Ken Regan is a penguin through and through. But, but, back in 1989, Reagan was the Philadelphia Flyers' backup. The starter got hurt, Ron Hextall. Reagan had to play game seven, and he made 39 saves. 39 saves, game seven, of the second round at the Civic Arena, as the Flyers won 4-1, to one and eliminated the Penguins. The Penguins at home uh, shot Philadelphia 40-33, and the Flyers still won the game. That's the same series where the old 2-9ers scored in overtime, and Mario had a five-goal game. But Kenny Reggett made the difference. He made the difference for the Flyers. Kenny, I love you, but I will never forgive you for that, and you better have that Penguin flag flying high at 31 Sports Bar and Grill. Because if you don't, Kenny, because of Game 7 back in 1989, guess what? You just made the list! When I saw Jericho last week, he said to me uh, after his uh, gig up at Jurgles with Fozzie, are you really still doing the list? I haven't, like, done that for a year. And oh yeah, I am. What else am I going to do? I should have put him on the list. Actually, he should talk. The last thing he said when the concert went over, he said, thank you, Pittsburgh, and, 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 you just made the list. Uh, Getting back to the Kenny Raggett thing, that was a frustrating night back in 1989. Yuck. Uh, The Penguins and Flyers have played six times in the postseason, and Philadelphia has won four times. But the Penguins have never gone on to win a Stanley Cup after, excuse me, the Flyers. The Flyers have never gone on to win a Stanley Cup after eliminating Pittsburgh, and the Penguins did that in 2009. Beat Philadelphia, I think in the first round that year, after beating them in the Eastern Conference Final the year before to make the Stanley Cup Final, but lose to Detroit. In 09, they knocked the Flyers out and went on eventually to beat Detroit in seven games in the Stanley Cup Final. 412 What's your prediction for this series, the Penguins and Flyers? And what about the Penguins worries you in this series? Let's uh, narrow down the focus a little bit to this series. If the Flyers beat the Penguins, why will that happen? What about the Penguins worries you in this series? Because I don't see any advantage for the Flyers. I don't see one single advantage for Philadelphia heading into this series with the Penguins. And don't cite 2012 when the Penguins fell apart emotionally and lost to the Flyers in six games. That won't happen now. Different coaches, different circumstance, different rosters, different everything. It's kind of like when people talk about how the Penguins have always beaten the Capitals in the playoffs, so that will perpetuate. It may well perpetuate. And having eliminated them last year, Yep, that's relevant. And having eliminated Washington the year before is also relevant. What happened when Larry Murphy was playing for one team or the other doesn't figure in at all. Not even a little bit. Same thing with the Penguins and Fire series. 2012 was the last meeting. That don't matter. What happened before that matters even less. Let's go to Teresa in Somerset. Teresa. You're on the Mark Madden show.
2: Hi, how are you doing? Good. I actually have been a long-time Penguins fan since I was in middle school. I grew up outside of Altoona, but I have loved the Penguins since 1988. Okay. And I followed them. Been watching hockey forever. And one of the things that concerns me—it's not playoff-related yet—but one of the things that concerns me is throughout the past year or two, you hear a lot of conversation between Penguin fans, broadcasters. About getting rid of Malkin at some point because the Penguins can't afford to keep Sid and Gino.
1: Oh no, I they can they can afford case. financially to keep Sid and Gino. Uh, there's no question I, about that. In fact, their contracts are bargains right now, given that the cap keeps going up. But eventually, if you want to reload your team and not miss a beat in terms of being competitive, you would have to trade Sid or Gino. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll keep them both till the end, or maybe Gino goes back a bit early to Russia to play in the KHL for his hometown team, a but urge. But, uh, but I, I, I I think that they probably should trade Gino at some point, but I won't be outraged when they don't, and I don't think they will.
2: My main concern with that is this one serious concussion away from not being able to play. and Yeah, that, that happens, really hasn't been an issue
1: for quite some Gino. time, has it?
2: I'm just worried that if something yeah, You know, happens, what, you know what worries me? If
1: Gino yet. gets hit by a car, he won't be able to play. I mean, there's a lot of ifs out there, and we don't need to address every one of them, do we? No, but if concussions
2: are very real, and that ends up... I understand you like
1: Gino more than Sid, and it would break your heart. Well, no, no, because you're talking nonsense, lady. I mean, Sid's one concussion away. You know who else is one concussion away? Every single guy in every single sport is one concussion away.
2: So you're not worried about if Sid takes another concussion?
1: No more than I am worried about if any player takes a concussion. Okay, fair enough. Thank you for the call. Jeez, we're still talking about Sid with the concussions? Let's go to Jim and Plumborough, Jim. You're on with double M. How's it going, Mark? Terrific. Hey, What do you feel is uh, a
2: success for this year uh, if they don't win the Cup? Uh, You know, if they beat Philly, if they beat Washington. Oh, there's a
1: different standard set given who we're playing in the first round. If they eliminate Philly, that's good enough for me. Anything else is a bonus. Okay. I I mean, that's just me. Uh, If you're you're looking at the big picture, I don't see how anybody, even the biggest bitcher and moaner out there, I don't see how anybody could complain if they made the Eastern Conference Final, if they won two series and then went out. That, that's kind of how I was feeling too. Yep. But I just really want them to beat Philly. Now, uh, we're going to have Tang on at 515. We're going to have a, uh, another very special Penguins guest on tomorrow. And I will make it clear to him that losing to Philly would not be acceptable. And he's the guy you make that clear to if you want to make it clear. But Tanger joins us at 5.15, just a few minutes away. Let's go to Dave in Oakland. Dave, you're on with Double M.
2: What up, What up, what up man? What up, not much. Yeah, you know, the only thing I could see that might hurt, I mean, if like you had talked about uh, a couple shows ago about maybe them pinching too much and then too many odd man breaks for the Flyers, would you agree with that? that yeah,
1: because yeah, the Flyers could capitalize on odd man breaks.
2: Yeah, that's about the only thing. I don't see, you know, much else Uh you know, if we, only if we beat ourselves. That's the way I... Don't
1: forget the Flyers take chances on defense too with Gostasbear and Provorov. But right. i, I got to be honest. For me, the Flyers play it a little smarter than the Penguins do in terms of the D getting involved in the offense. Uh, they let Provorov and Gostasbear get involved, but not guys like Braden Manning because they're just not going to help uh, You know when they right. get the puck on the rush. Whereas the Penguins get everybody involved. Like Weedle is as likely to get on the on the go, on the rush to try to you know, give the Penguins a numbers edge, as Chris Letang is. Okay. Let's go to Derek in Franklin Park. Derek, you're on with Double M.
2: Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking the call. I was wondering if, um, I don't think it'll happen, but if anything were to hurt the Penguins versus the Flyers, I was wondering if they will be able to flip the proverbial switch, or if they think the Flyers will—they'll just roll over them. And maybe what, ma- what makes you, you think they that. have to flip a
1: switch? They got 100 points and finished with home ice advantage.
2: Uh, I yes, there's nothing wrong with that. I just
1: the only thing they have to do well, is that... play better defense, and yeah. you know it's not like they have to overhaul their game in the playoffs. They just have to play better defense. They have to play playoff defense, and I think they're well aware what time it is. I think they know how they need to play because they've won the last two Stanley Cups. Everything you worry about, consider that they've won the last two Stanley Cups, then ask yourself if you're still worried. Up next, one of our favorite guests from the Penguins. We had Mata on earlier. We had former flyer R.J. Umberger, who's from Pittsburgh. He was on earlier. Mike Lang was on earlier. And now the best hockey talking time continues with Penguins defenseman Chris Letang, Tanger up next on 105.9. And now the super genius Mark Madden. Mark, love the show. Double M, big fan, big fan. He's a game changer. He's has guy to make a big difference. Ooh, that's a good one. The X at 105.9. My guest right now has three Stanley Cup rings, and he's looking for a third from the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's defenseman Chris Letang. Uh, Tanger, one year ago, you were getting ready to not play in the playoffs. You'd had surgery. Now that it's a year later, talk about how emotionally tough that was to watch your team play without you.
0: Uh, first of all, hi, Mark. How you been? Very
1: well, Tanger. Thanks for joining me.
0: Uh, pleasure. Uh, I mean, it was really hard. Uh, it was fun to see them win though. It was a nice, uh, nice ending, but it was hard because obviously you, you battled throughout, uh, 82 games all year and, uh, you want to be part of the the fun part of the year, the playoff, and um, I, I had to get surgery right before. So um, I was just watching from the, the press box, but I was still enjoying it. And uh, thanks to my teammate, they were making me feel part of it. So it was fun also.
1: Now this year, boy, you've got to be really motivated to be playing and a bigger part of it now. It's great, right, trying to make history with that third in a row.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't think we need any more uh, motivation. Uh to uh, write history, uh, try to do something that's been done in the 80s, uh, and I don't think you're going to see many teams try to do that uh, in, the, in the following year. So um, I think it's a, it's a special uh, group we have, and uh, it's a special thing we can accomplish.
1: Now, like you mentioned, it is about taking a shot at history, but you really can't think of it like that on a day-to-day basis, can you? I mean, People always talk about one game at a time. It's a bit of a cliche, but it's also true, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is true because uh, you have to stay in the moment. Uh, You don't know how it's going to go the first few games. Uh, You don't want to look ahead. Uh, You don't want to try to think about the path that it's going to take. You just want to go game by game, uh, try to win games every night. So um, I think that's the the way to approach it.
1: How long did it take you this season to be fully physically comfortable after that next surgery? Cause you came back very quickly, Tanger. You, you missed barely no time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I had one week during the summer that I was able to skate. Uh, so it was hard to get back right into training camp and, uh, right into, uh, in October and play some games. Uh, and, uh, I think, uh, Around December uh I started to feel a bit better, uh, especially with the back to back games. It was uh back to back games were I think the the most difficult thing for me to adapt. And uh from there I think uh, it's been improving and now we're gonna we're gonna get in the in the playoff and hopefully I can uh, raise my game even more.
1: Now now staying with that, your performance tanger, how long did it take you to feel like you were playing like you want to And where's your game at right now? Because it seems like you got in a groove in in maybe the last month or so.
0: Yeah, uh, I think around, like I said, like uh, mid-December, around that time of the year, I think even the whole team started to play better around that time also. Uh, So I I would say around that time. And uh, right now, it, it was tough at the end of the year because you're facing teams sometimes that are out of the playoff. They don't really play the their system the right way so uh it, it was sometime it was hard but uh, I think my game overall during the season always uh was getting better and better and uh I think uh, I felt pretty good right now conditioning wise and everything I felt pretty good
1: well I think the conditioning came back pretty good I mean you've been playing 25 minutes or so per game every game now if necessary can you take that up to 30 and maybe even a few more minutes if the situation calls in the playoffs
0: Yeah, I I think I can do it. Uh, It's something I've always been able to do, and uh, obviously playoffs are are, are special. You're always uh, looking for a little bit from each of every uh, every individual in your team. So uh, I think for me it's going to be like the previous year, try to elevate my game, play more minutes, play uh, stronger minutes. And,
1: And you play better the more minutes you play. That's really been the case with you since you broke into the league, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I just feel more into the game. Uh, I feel that uh, uh, the team is uh, is putting pressure on me, and I think that's how I excel, and uh, hopefully it can be the same in the playoff.
1: We're talking to Chris Letang of the Penguins here on the Home of the Penguins, 105.9, the X. Tanger, how's the wow. Penguins' defensive core, the guys on D? It seems like you have quality, but maybe not quite as much depth as last year.
0: Um. I mean, I, I think we're comfortable with all all over seven guys that we have right now. Uh, you look at like a guy uh, like Matt Unwick uh, that's been playing with a bunch of teams, but he played in the playoff also, so he's got that experience. We have a young guy like Alexiak that came in that adds some uh, physicality to our team, uh, some size and uh, we have uh, the other guys that we all know that are capable of, uh, of playing big minutes and, uh, and play big roles on special units. So I think we're feel, we feel pretty uh, comfortable with a seven guy.
1: How often do the coaches want the D to pinch and join the rush tanger? Because you guys do it a lot, and there's some risk involved there, obviously.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, we, want, we want to be a high-pressure team, obviously with the quality of uh, forward that we have. We want to constantly put pressure on the other team Create turnovers, counterattack. Uh, so uh, you you want to have your defensemen on their toes and ready to go. But uh, obviously you have to pick uh, you have to pick your, your spot and make sure you don't get caught.
1: What's it going to be like playing Philadelphia? What's that rivalry like for the players out there on the ice?
0: It's fun. Uh, playoff is all about emotion. Uh, it's all about pressure. Trying to get better, uh, be better. Um, so I, I think when you add a team that you already have a rivalry with, it's just going to bring the best out of you, and uh, I'm pretty excited to.
1: Now you're going to be out there a lot against their top guys like uh, Giroux and Voracek. Who's the toughest guy to deal with? Because they got a lot of forwards who play different hockey. For example, Simmons with his physicality is kind of a wild card. What's their group of forwards like?
0: Uh, yeah, they have, a, they have a lot of tools. Uh, Giroux is a really good playmaker. Uh, Voracek's got size and speed. Like you said, Simmons, he's a wild card. He's the guy that skates well. He's really good in front of the net, finishes all his checks. So uh, I can't think of Couturier that had a great season this year. Uh, Big presence, big body. So uh, they have a lot of tools, Um, and uh, they they have a lot more skill than they used to. So uh, it's going to be a challenge.
1: Now, the last time these teams played in the playoffs, Tanger, You guys kind of lost your heads a bit in 2012 when the Flyers beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Is there a danger that happens again? I mean, I can't see the relevance because it's six years later, and certainly a lot's changed since then, hasn't it?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. It's been a long time. I think I was 20, 23 years old. I was young, reckless. (laughs) Uh, I think our, our, our guy got a lot more experience, uh... We went through a lot as a team, and the league's been changing. You know, it's it's more about speed and and skill than than it is about uh, physicality and roughness and uh, being tough. So I, I think uh, we're uh, we're in something a lot different.
1: The power play is great, number one in the league. What do you guys have to do to make the PK just a little bit better? And I think I saw it get better a bit the last week or so of the season.
0: Uh. I, I think we uh we move the puck really well.
1: Uh we have that can shoot. I think when we simplify things
0: it's a key to uh to our power play.
1: What about the PK? How can you get that uh headed in a better direction? Uh
0: I think we're we're good when we're aggressive. Uh we have really good skaters out there like I'm thinking Aglin, Sheehan, uh Dumelin. So uh, I think when we put pressure and we're fast on puck. Uh, that doesn't allow them to set up and make plays. So uh, I think that's the key.
1: How different is playoff hockey from regular season hockey? Be- because it really, I know it's cliche, but it really is a different game, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, it's uh, night and day. Uh, I would say, like we talked about the emotion part of it, but if I just think about the about the game, uh, I would say uh, the details. Every, every team that is going to go far, pay attention to every little details and uh it makes a it makes a big difference
1: matt murray says the game gets simpler in the playoffs. that everybody kind of dials it down and just does the basics do you agree with that
0: yeah well it's kind of like coming back to the details uh they they focus on the details and they're not looking for offense or free offense uh they're thinking about getting the puck out of their zone and play north and make sure that the puck is 200 feet away
1: now, the last playoff game you played, you scored the goal that won the Stanley Cup. That's kind of a nice place to pick up from, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, you want to <laughs> keep it going from there, that's for sure. But uh, I'm just it feels like it was 10 years ago. So I'm, I'm excited to get back into it.
1: Well, Tanger, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, everything seems to be going pretty good. Uh, the one thing I still want to see you do is one time... Play the whole game. We've talked about that, 60 minutes. Did you see Chara? Well, did you see Chara said he wanted to do that at one point? Do you think you could still do it?
0: <laughs> it depends. I, uh, You know, I'm more about quality than quantity, so uh, <laughs> I I don't think I'm
1: going to try it. Uh,
0: I'd rather play a, a 25 or 30 minutes. that is uh, high quality, and I can't help my team win.
1: Yeah, no problem with that. Tanger, again, thanks. We'll see you Wednesday night.
0: Thank you, Mark. Have a good night.
1: That is Chris Letang. Always a pleasure talking to Tanger. Chara did say that. He said at one time he asked the Bruins coaches if he could try playing all 60 minutes, and they thought about it. I don't know if Tanger could do it now, but when he was young and reckless, like he said, maybe then. Uh, you know, here's a funny story in relation to that. Uh, my buddy Matt Barkowski, now with the Calgary Flames, when he played for Mount Lebanon High School and they won the state championship, they played three 15-minute periods, 45-minute games. Bart would play literally the whole game. But when he needed a rest, he'd take some gratuitous run at somebody and, like, you know, get even a double minor, and that would be his rest. And and usually he'd hit the other team's best player, so he'd have to take a couple shifts down because he knocked them silly. I remember one kid. Oh, the kid from North Allegheny. Bart almost ran him into the street with a body check. He got called for, like, I forget, like, like, there could have been seven different penalties, like kneeing, elbowing, cross-checking, charging, you name it, Bar did it. So, uh, a pleasure to talk to Chris Letang, and I'm telling you, some people like to say he's been inconsistent this season. I think he was just playing through the aftermath of that surgery. Fifty-eight's a guy you can count on in the postseason, and you'll see that big time starting Wednesday night. Uh, by the way, thanks to Jen Bellano and Jason Seiling, the Penguins PR people, for Arranging today's spectacular with Ole Mata and Chris Letang. And we got even more to come tomorrow. I'm not gonna to tell you who it is yet, because I haven't confirmed the time, but for God's sakes, if you can't figure it out, you've not paid attention to this show for the last how many years. I'm Mark Mann one oh five nine. Live from the Edgar Snyder and Associate Studios, this is the X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Good day, Mr.
2: Madden. Good day. Hey, Mark. I want a sugar
1: daddy. Double M, not to hang. About all at once. The X at 105.9. Here's some shocking news from music world. Fleetwood Mac have fired Lindsey Buckingham. I guess they told him he could go his own way. Go his own way! 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's recap a lot of the stuff. We've talked about today on what is an unmatchable hockey show. Uh, The Blue Jackets and Devils didn't scratch some of their top players in the regular season finales to avoid the Penguins. They did it to avoid injury to those players in games where there was nothing tangible to be gained. They couldn't get home ice, and they were going to play either Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston, or Tampa, opening on the road. So, really, what's the difference? They did something smart, not cowardly. They didn't put key players at risk in a game that didn't mean anything. Why would the Devils be trying to avoid the Penguins? The Devils beat the Penguins three out of four times this season. Then again, the Devils play Tampa, and they beat the Lightning three straight games this campaign. You know, just thinking out loud, when the Devils beat Pittsburgh three out of four and beat Tampa three out of three, Maybe they should be the Stanley Cup favorite. I mean, who the heck did they lose to if they beat the good teams like the proverbial drum? Uh, I'm picking the Penguins over the Flyers in five games, and I'm leaning more to four than I would be to six. Uh, Flyers have speed and skill up front. They're rotten in the back, rotten in goal, rotten on defense. If the Penguins just batten down the hatches and play a little bit safer, on defense, they'll be fine. That idiot on uh, the NHL Network, Mike Johnson, I think his name is, he was saying the Flyers should do the exact same thing to the Penguins they did in 2012, and they'll lose their heads. Right, because nobody matures in six years. And because the coaches are exactly the same, oh, no, wait, there's two different coaches. The rosters are exactly the same, oh, no, wait, they've changed considerably. The Flyers still have the same... Tough guys they had back. Oh, no, wait. They don't really have tough guys at all, except for Token, Goudas, and Manning. Hartnell, the master disturber, is not there anymore. I remember Giroux hit Sid really good right off the bat in that series. You know, big deal. The reason that series went to crap was because the Penguins got too emotional and the coach got too emotional right along with him, and he couldn't get the reins back on the team. That was Bilesma. This is Sullivan. Sullivan isn't Bilesma. So uh, certainly a lot to talk about uh, looking at this series. Uh, We were talking about the Masters, too. Tiger finished 32nd. What a great triumph of Tiger to come back from his back problems and his adultery and his uh, fornication with porn stars to finish 32nd at the Masters. Oh, you know what? I forgot about this. Did I say anything bad in the 3 o'clock hour? Anything like uh, adult-oriented, like, for example, fornication with porn stars? Because one of my biggest fans is Jim Rutherford's wife. And she loves the show, but she said, hey, I have my son James in the car. He's 10 between 3 and 4. And he asked me the other day, mommy, what's pole dancing? Because he heard it on the show. So I'm going to try to to tone it down a little bit between 3 and 4, on on for the sake of ten uh, year old James Rutherford, now James, if you're listening now, I will say to you, buddy, you're ten years old, you don't need to know everything and quit asking Mommy so many questions but i but I will try to throw a little bit of a reverse on that kind of stuff. We'll make three till four the family hour. How's that sound? Let's go to Colin in Philadelphia, Colin, you're on a Mark Madden show. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good. So are you worried about Matt Murray's
2: health during the playoffs? with having basically two minor league goalies?
1: Why is uh, Matt sick? Have you heard something I don't?
2: Well, you always talk about how cheap the Flyers are, and if he uh, even gets blown over, he's going to be out for about six weeks.
1: Now, I-, I got a question. What makes you think that that's a problem? I mean, and he- I don't think he's ever been out six weeks. I think the longest Matt Murray's ever been out is three weeks. He tends to collect minor injuries and not major ones.
2: Well, how long is our playoff series
1: going to last? Well, they usually last two weeks apiece, two months total. Uh, Are you asking me could they win a series against a good team with Jari or DeSmith and Goal? Probably not. Could they win a game or two in a series till Murray recovers? I think they probably could. I mean, you act like this is a situation that other teams in the league uh, aren't at risk of. Uh, the Flyers don't have any number one goalies. We got four. What's Oh, Were oh, you a Flyers fan?
2: Oh, I'm from Philadelphia.
1: Have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup? No, I actually haven't. You're not going to either. Certainly not this year. Anything else, Junior?
2: Are you worried that Drew's going to play better than Crosby like he has all year?
1: If he does, then he better clone himself into four or five because that's what it'll take. I think I think Kessel might play better than Hornacek or Vornacek, whatever that, Konecki, whatever that jabroni's name is. And anything else? I mean, do you have a Malkin? Who's going to play better than Malkin? No, no one's going to play better than Malkin. I don't think anybody you got going to play better than anybody Pittsburgh got, but thank you for the call, Junior. Where's Lindsey Buckingham when you need him? 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We're getting close to the time when you can ask Mark anything, which is really a joyous time of year. Well, not year, show. Day. Because it means the show's almost over. Today's been a good show, though. I think even my detractors might like it. Oli Mata, RJ Umberger, Chris Letang, Mike Lang. It's the best talky-talking time. You can hear it only on 105.9 The X. No, I, I really did like today's show which, and I usually hate every show and think I suck and it sucks and the end's near and nobody's listening, and I'm glad I saved my money. You know, that's why I saved my money. I have a lot of money saved up for fear of failure because I am the eternal pessimist. That's why I, honestly, I hate playing the Flyers. I am glad we are because it's the best matchup for Pittsburgh. It really is. Columbus would have been tougher. New Jersey would have been tougher. Anybody the Penguins could have played, if you could pick among the teams that qualified for the playoffs from the Eastern Conference, pick any team that would be the best matchup for the Penguins, I don't want to say easiest, but best, it would be Philadelphia. But like I said repeatedly today, the problem with playing Philadelphia is dealing with the aftermath if, God forbid, you lose. Because then all these jerk-offs out there in Philadelphia, like that twerp who just called What happened? What happened? What about your boy Crosby? What happened? And then, of course, you could say, well, here's what happened. Pittsburgh has five cups, you have two, and you haven't won one since 1975. And until the Flyers win a cup, that's all you need to say. And it ends the argument, but you still don't want to lose a playoff series, especially that would be two playoff series in a row dating back to 2012. And uh, I agree with what was written in the Post-Gazette today by, by Ron Cook, that loss in twenty twelve was embarrassing because the Penguins fell apart emotionally and mentally. And I think there's no way it happens again. I think there's no relevance from then till now. But it would feel good to win this playoff series to get a little bit I don't want to say revenge for that six years later, but it would make that a little less uh a little easier to remember, or a little easier to forget, might be a better way of putting it. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Do we have Brandon from Imperial? Is he available yet? Okay, he's not. What, are we having technical difficulties again? We have a lot of those here. And now we lost him. Do I blame him? Do I blame the technicians? Do I blame luck? Do I blame myself for trying to take a call when it wasn't yet technically available? These and many other questions answered today on Pole Dancing Weekly. 4-1-2-3-3-3. Uh, three, three, three. Uh, the Flyers goaltending, that's the one thing I can't get past. Defense, okay, Gost is bare. Pretty good. They think he's great. I think he's okay. He's no Latang, but he's okay. Provorov coming into a zone. Two young guys right there you got to like for the long run. After that on defense, I don't like what they have. And in goal, they don't have anybody in a class with Matt Murray. They don't have anybody who's a legitimate I mean, you can make the case Elliott's a legitimate NHL starter. I'm just as happy he's not starting for the Penguins or even backing up for the Penguins. Well, no, that's not true. I would take him for a backup. But Brian Elliott hasn't really established himself anywhere. He's with Philadelphia this year, Calgary last year, St. Louis before that. Got in a run of uh, of five seasons with St. Louis, but before that, uh, started out with Ottawa, went to Colorado. The guy's a journeyman, is what he is. Had a decent run in St. Louis, but that's because they had a decent team. I'd say Elliott's as good as the defense in front of him, which means he needs a bit of help in this series. Let's go to Jared on the south side. Jared, you're on with Mark. Hello, Jared. Um, I read
2: that uh, the Flyers had moved connecting to the third line to try to balance out their scoring. Um, so my question to you is... Yeah, they have connected
1: think- on the third line. The Penguins have Kessel and Broussard. Yeah, that evens it out okay. Right. So my question to you is, do you think that's a smart strategy?
2: Don't you think that they should just stack their top two lines and play the crap out of them rather than trying to match our three-line approach?
1: I think they should have gone out and got a goalie better than Brian Elliott. And a number three and four defenseman better than guys like Andrew McDonald and Braden Manning. That's what I think they should have done. I think anything they can or should do can no longer be done.
2: Yeah, I agreed. I think. But, but, but okay, okay. To,
1: to be to, to address your question, and it, it's a legitimate one. If I were them, yeah, I'd, I'd stack my top two lines and try to put together a third checking line. The problem with that is the guy who used to be their real good checking center. Couturier is now a top six forward. Right. And, and do you need him to score? In this series, they might need Couturier to be a checker more than they need him to be a scorer. That's something I'd consider if I were there, perhaps even moving Giroux back to center. Let's go to uh, Mark and Madison. Mark, you're on with the super genius. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good. Hey, I actually bought the last Flyers
2: shirt off of you at the fire pit in Irwin a few weeks ago.
1: Delightful.
2: And uh, anyway, I, I'm just ecstatic that we're playing the Flyers in the first round. I mean, it's a dream come true, uh, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, but it could turn into a nightmare four losses later. But but I agree, it's the best possible matchup. And if the Penguins win this series, don't you know that means another Flyers shirt? Yes, it does. That's great. It will be invigorating, yes. But now it's time to ask Mark anything. And I do mean anything. You can ask me anything. We've already been over the Lindsey Buckingham dismissal from Fleetwood Mac, so we won't talk about that. 41233. Oh, you know who replaced them? Two guys Neil Finn. I don't know who Neil Finn is. Let's see if I can. Oh, Neil Finn of Crowded House. I couldn't name even one of their songs. But also Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But it's still not Lindsey Buckingham. I don't know what they, you know, fell out about, but uh, that's it, it's not the same as having Lindsey Buckingham in Fleetwood Mac. Time to ask mark anything four one two three 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 W X D X. Abby on France. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. He is Iron Man. Double M, what's up, buddy? Hi. Hey, Double M. Just want to get your point on something. But he had sacks. But he had sacks. But he had sacks. The X at 1059. Double M on the X. Time to ask Mark anything. 412 333 WXDX. Brought to you by my friends at Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. Home of the Super Genius Burger, the best burger in town. Be sure to check out chipino in the Strip. Great cigar bar, great steak and seafood house. Let's go to Phil in the car. Phil, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. If you had to give up
2: either bread or desserts forever, which one would you pick?
1: Well, now that depends. Where do bagels figure in? Is that bread? That's bread. Where do donuts figure in? Because that's kind of bread, but not really. What about muffins?
2: Muffins I'd count as bread.
1: That's a really good question. Um, I think I'd give up desserts. I agree. Because I could stir in, like, banana bread. That's bread, right? You could get sugar from other sources, too. I could stir in banana bread or muffins as desserts. Exactly. Okay, why? Is there some kind of law that is being considered? Or... Cause like, yes, actually. there No, there's not, you liar. Let's go to Joe in Bronzeville. Joe, ask Mark anything.
0: Dilly-dilly, Mark. Dilly-dilly. I wanted to know your thoughts on disc golf, if you've ever watched it or played it. Um, I personally think it's more interesting than regular golf.
1: You mean like where you throw a frisbee in a basket? Yeah. That, why don't they call it throwing a frisbee in a basket instead of disc golf?
0: Because they count your strokes.
1: Well, I don't think it's that strenuous to have a stroke. I hope. But no, I'm not, I'm, it, not, I'm not interested at all. Why would I be interested in that?
0: Because it's fun and it's better than hitting a ball with a
1: stick. No, it's not. Uh, let me tell you how I know. Because put a disc golf course next to a regular golf course See which one gets more people wanting to play it. Put a disc golf tournament on TV and a golf tournament on TV. See which one gets more people to watch it. It stinks. You stink. Let's go to Chris on Mount Washington. Chris, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Great. I uh, was wondering, uh, when are we going to hang out? We're not. Let's go to Mike uh, in Beaver Falls. Mike, ask Mark anything.
0: Mark walking taco thumbs up or thumbs
1: down okay now tell me i got a feeling thumbs down but describe to me exactly what a walking taco is
0: well many variations but the one that is is the most popular now is a bag of small doritos with your taco meat
1: and all the fixings in it and how do you eat it i uh, eat with a fork you know what i don't like it it's too messy I I could gotcha. I, I could get like like you know what I can go to Taco Bell and get nachos belgrande and it's a lot less messy cuz it's in, it's in a dish with a cover and you sit on a table like like do people really walk around eating walking tacos that sounds disgusting Hey it's it is what it is for them What it is is messy and they're idiots Let's go to Anthony in the car Anthony ask mark anything Let's go to Brian in North Hills. Brian, ask Mark anything. Hey,
2: Mr. Madden. I was wondering if you uh, ever got to meet Reed Flair. I knew Reed. If-
1: I knew the late Reed Flair very well. Yes, why?
2: Uh, I was wondering if you think he would have been as good as his
1: sister or better. Uh, there's no way of knowing that. Uh, it, it, it really pains me to talk about Reed because that was a life cut far too short. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, it, it was, you know, drugs are a terrible thing. And Reed got in over his head. But I love the kid. I love his family. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Charlotte did a great job last night and I, uh, tough for me to talk about, Reed. It really is. It really is. Let's go to Rob in the car. Rob ask Mark anything. Hey Mark, how are you feeling about Liverpool chances tomorrow at, uh, at a half stadium? Well, I feel that game being on TV will ruin the show tomorrow so we can count on the show being ruined. Uh, <laughs> I think if Liverpool can get through the first 25 minutes at nothing-nothing, I think they'll be in good shape, don't you? I agree. And I, th- I think if Liverpool scored the first goal of the game, it would be really tough for City. to City would then need to score five goals to-, to advance, correct? That's correct. I think if Liverpool scored the first goal or the second goal, I'm not saying that's a death sentence for City because they're a great team and they can score by the bunches, but uh, the first goal by Liverpool or the second would make me feel a lot better. Hey, talk of the devil. I might bypass watching the Champions League tomorrow, though, just to pay more attention to disc golf. Good talk. See you out there. 105.90X.